Hello again, finally. Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey, or of course, Joey Awajan? It is <laughs> November the 24th, 2010. It has been almost half a year since episode number 44 of Brave the Wild. This is episode number 45 of the aforementioned Brave the Wild. It is finally here. I didn't go away completely. Nope. Brave the Wild still lives. It is back. It has been on life support for months, but it is back once again. I apologize for being away so long. It's a busy schedule, but that's pretty much about it. Let's talk about the Wild. Well, they are off to a uh, very solid start this year. Not great, but better than last year. First and foremost, though, Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for joining the show and downloading and listening to it, of course. And uh, for those of you that have been wondering where the heck I've been, well, I'm sorry that I've been away. I hope you're still out there and listening. So here we are back to talk about the Wild. Not, of course, not going to really go into detail about individual games. Going to pretty much brush things with a broad stroke as best I can without annoying you listeners and with uh, giving you solid information, solid opinions, and opening the door for you to give your opinions as well. A great way to give your opinions are, (laughs) of course... Calling into the phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, it is a voicemail, do treat it as such, mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild, and state your opinion, shout out, whatever, and there you go, you'll be on the air with me, well, the Minnesota Wild thus far this year, well, they're in a stronger position, but then again, <laughs> we're back down to the 10th seed, yet a mere six points out of first place for the entire Western Conference. An extremely jam-packed Western Conference, a lot like last year. The Wild tonight played probably their worst game of the year, losing 6-1 to to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. I don't think any of us really saw that coming. The Wild played the Flyers very well over the last several years, but not tonight. In fact, the Wild even beat Detroit at one point, only about a week ago. Um, it's been an up-and-down season. Of course, the acquisitions of Matt Collin has just been huge for this club. It has been a strong Strong acquisition has been Matt Cullen. Uh, got off to a stronger start this year than really he's been on now. In fact, he was leading the team in scoring for the first about month of the year. Now he's down to 50, still at 15 points. Uh, chips in an assist here and there. But uh, really not been the most exciting player in terms of the scoring. But overall, the best face-off guy on the team, you got to say. The second-line center, the Minnesota Wild have never had. Uh, the first-line center, only one more assist. <laughs> then Matt Cullen, all three, Martin Havlat, Mika Koivu, and Matt Cullen have played all 19 games this year. That is a good thing. Uh, Martin Havlat leading the team in scoring officially with three goals, 14 assists, 17 points on the year. Another up-and-down guy, really, overall. Martin Havlat, another up-and-down year in general, though I guess it's nice to see him leading the team in scoring. However, a team that doesn't score all that much has, uh, I guess it's not the greatest accomplishment in the history of the world, but we'll take it. Andrew Burnett down a little bit from last year, certainly in the production category. Still a wonderful player, wonderful fit on this team. I made him the most valuable player for your Minnesota Wild in the 2009-2010 season. I wouldn't put him in that this year. In fact, the the whole Koivu, Brunette, Mietnian line, not really as effective as last year, but certainly not the worst of all time. i got to think the second line has really been the most productive overall. Matt Cullen, Martin Havlat, though, unfortunately, Martin Havlat 
has been missing. The goal scorer that has that really carried the wild last year in terms of actually the actual goal scoring, not really making plays for other people, but scoring goals in general, about 27 last year for Guillaume Latendres, who unfortunately has really, really, really been bit by the injury bug this year. And in fact, as of today, two surgeries, one for the her- one for a uh, sports hernia, the other for the labrum on the hip. He is out for a minimum three months, unfortunately, and that's where some frustration does come in in a big way. That is quite unfortunate. So the Wild dip into their past, and that's a story we're going to get into in a little bit. The Minnesota Wild acquire <laughs> Patrick O'Sullivan. Remember Patrick O'Sullivan? Yeah, the guy who was looked on as one of the top scoring prospects on the entire Minnesota Wild system. We're going to also get into the Wild system later. Houston Arrows are classic old Houston Arrows checkup like we like to do here on Brave the Wild on a fairly frequent basis. Um, but no, uh, Patrick O'Sullivan brought in, remember part of that Pavel Dimitri trade that I always would complain about, and Patrick O'Sullivan, oh, a 50-point game with L.A. Well, the front the... Uh, Production level dropped off pretty quickly after that, and thus he was made available as he was put on ravers from the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Hopefully he's anywhere nearly as valuable as Matt Cullen has been, the other former Carolina Hurricane. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, It's been nice indeed. Really the guy who has been a big spark, though, this year, a huge encouragement, a very, very good sign with how things are going. Out of all the kind of, you know, the malaise, at the top with the Havlats and the Koivus. I mean, Koivu is really good, but he's not ever going to dazzle you. He's never going to be a 35-goal, 40-goal, 50-goal guy, of course. Um, but he'll get his 70-point seasons. He's a solid defensive player. He's good on the face-off, and he's a, just he's a wonderful piece. He He's the face of the franchise, really. I mean, he's a classic Minnesota Wild player, a very good defensive forward. That's pretty much what the Wild have been about since day one in the Jock Lemire era. Um, but Brent Burns has been a very big breath of fresh air for the Minnesota Wild. Last year, Brent Burns, and the year before that, was bit by the concussion bug. Again, the injury part isn't his, his fault, but the uh, performance, in a sense, was, in a way, he just it was not the same player the past few years, but it looks like, in a lot of ways, the performance has really stepped up. Uh, i got to think his health is way up as well. Brent Burns has just been a, a wonderful, wonderful breath of fresh air for the Minnesota Wild and a good sign for the future of this club with 11 points in 17 games. In fact, actually, as of tonight, 12 points in 18 games. Brent Burns, the fourth leading scorer on this team and uh, with six goals as well. That's funny. <laughs> the funny part is your two top goal scorers on this team are a defenseman, that being Brent Burns, and a checker. That being Cal Clutterbuck. Cal Clutterbuck has no assists either, by the way. He has seven goals and no assists. Good for seven points. Yeah, Cal Clutterbuck is known for hitting people, not really being the top goal scorer on your team. But Cal Clutterbuck leads the Minnesota Wild in goal scoring. That's interesting. Again, that's another sign. Well, obviously, we're missing Guillaume Latendras. We're missing Amirian Gabrick. That's for darn sure. In fact, he came back to town just earlier this week. A disappointing loss for the Wild in that one, the New York Rangers. Marion Gabrick actually played this time. Um, not just... Boy, oh boy, do we miss Marion Gabrick. I mean, <laughs> Guillaume Latendres not being available. I mean, there is no pure goal scorer on this roster. Cal Clutterbuck is leading you in goal scoring? 
What? That's uh, that's amazing. That's just absolutely amazing. And um, what more can you say to that? That's uh, very, very frustrating in that sense. No, I mean, we appreciate the production by Kel Clutterbuck, but the fact that he's the only leading goal scorer, or that he's the main leading goal scorer on the team is a little bit eye-popping, just, just a little bit. Um, we'll just leave it there. Kyle Brodziak, yeah, four points in uh, 19 games. He's played in every game. He's been a nice face-off guy, certainly not a goal scorer. He had a two-goal game at one point this year, but that's the only goals he scored the entire season. So there you go there. So as I continue to bounce around a little bit. I mean, that's just how it's going to be. Uh, a lot of players have bounced around as well. The Justin Falks have been called up and sent down. Uh, the Martins, Marco Scandellas have been called up and sent down. Casey Wellman as well. Colton Gillies. Robbie Earl. I mean, it's been a lot of call-up and send-downs type of deal. But the good news is at least this Minnesota Wild Club has a winning record. That's the good part. Um, Eric Nystrom, certainly not an offensive addition to this club. He's a nice gritty player, but only two points in 19 games. You'd hope for a teeny tiny bit more production than that. Um, makes you wonder there as well, just a little bit. Sooner or later, the production hopefully has got to come from some of these guys. Uh, Cam Barker, only three assists in 15 games. This guy is supposed to be this really talented offensive uh, power play quarterback type defenseman. And that's all he has to show for it thus far. That's just slightly frustrating. Uh, the good news is, I guess, is at least two of his assists were on the power play. But overall, my goodness, I mean, the guy's certainly not showing up very much in the old stat sheet. The old box score, John Madden, a very old, very solid fourth-line type of uh, player with six points in 19 games, four goals for him. He's actually been a teeny bit better than some of us may have expected at his age. Um, I mean, he's he's basically the replacement for Owen Nolan. Is Owen Nolan, of course, not returning to the Minnesota Wild for reasons that I do not know. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, Chuck Kobus, who's been nothing but an injury-prone individual for this club. Brad Stobitz has been okay, but certainly not Derek Bugard level, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> he's about tied with Brent Burns in penalty minutes, which is kind of funny. Uh, other than that, really... Matt Collins been a wonderful addition, and Brent Burns has been a uh, has been a nice. He's not. A, it's not a surprise, but he's been a nice improvement. He's been a breath of fresh air that he's back playing to a, a very very elite level at that defenseman spot and scoring the goals as well. And uh, heck, he's blocked twenty seven shots. That is second on the team or third third on the team behind Greg Zanin and Nick Schultz. Nick Schultz with forty five blocks on the year. That is outstanding. Cal Clutterbuck by far leading everybody in hits with 82. Eric Nystrom with 56. It's been a... The team has played better, but now we're starting to kind of run into a little bit of a wall here with the Minnesota Wild. They were playing some really good hockey early in the month of November. In fact, they won the first three games in November against San Jose with a 1-0 deal, 2-1 against Calgary, 3-2 against Columbus. But really, the goals aren't showing up. I mean, yeah, you get one against San Jose, two against Calgary, three against Columbus. I mean, the offensive production really, it's okay, but really the key to the Minnesota Wild's success so far this season has been the goaltending. I mean, plain and simple, as the Wild, I haven't even mentioned this yet on the show. Obviously, you know that, but I haven't brought it up personally on the show. 
Jose Theodore added to be the backup for the Wild because of uh, Josh Harding out for the year with a torn ACL and MCL. Just a very devastating injury for Josh Harding. Not good indeed. Uh, that guy was really bit by the injury bug last year with the, the whole hip era, uh, era, whole hip deal. That was unfortunate. He had a couple of solid games down the stretch. Uh, Josh Harding, not sure what his future holds with this team. He was signed for one more year. Seems to be kind of on the one-year contract uh, deal year in, year out. Just <laughs> year by year with old Josh Harding. Backstrom has been signed for a while, of course, as we know. Jose Theodore has actually been pretty solid for the Wild so far in his couple stints. He's had four starts this year, two and two record, 2.97 goals against average, but certainly not at Backstrom's elite 2.11 goals against average, not including tonight's 6-1 to drubbing against the uh, uh, Philadelphia Flyers, but we'll leave that as it is. <laughs> Backstrom has been amazing, though. He was 8-5 eight, eight and five until tonight's game, again mentioned. Um, both of those, their save percentage, 93% for Backstrom, 92 for Theodore. Not bad at all. I mean, that's a nice combination right there. In fact, we all know what Jose Theodore did to the Minnesota Wild when the Wild took on the, the Colorado Avalanche in the last playoff series that we were able to make it <laughs> to the playoffs. The Wild are now 10-8 and eight on the year. Um, man, it, it's it's too bad. The Wild were consistently in the in the top eight, you know, in the playoff picture, all you know, six, seven, eight range. Now we're back into that 10-ish area that we really rotted in most of last year. Very frustrating there. The Wild scoring one less goal than they have scored this year, 46 and 47. The least goals scored in the conference, but the least goals allowed, or in the conference, in the uh, division, excuse me, least goals allowed in the Northwest Division. If the Wild could score just a couple goals, they might actually be a pretty good team. Uh, four and three record on the road is very encouraging compared to last year when the Wild were horrendous on the road. Um, they really took care of business at home last year. This year, this, uh, they're, they're okay. They have a winning record at six and four. Um, this club. The good news is, I mean, you can tell they're a step better than last year. It's just how big of a step. Really hard to say right now. And again, the goals, the lack of uh, offensive production continuing to plague this team. And it will continue to plague this team until we get a true goal score on the roster. Will it be Patrick O'Sullivan? Well, <laughs> time will only tell. Time can only tell there. Um, the most impressive win for the Wild thus far was the victory over the Detroit Red Wings last Friday the 19th. I mean, that was something else that actually concluded a three-game winning streak for the Wild. They have now had a couple of just doozies here. Uh, the Wild traveled uh, south earlier in the month against Atlanta and Florida. The Wild had scored one goal in each game, a 5-1 loss to Atlanta, 2-1 loss to Florida. Just an ugly back-to-back Thursday-Friday night games in those respective uh, cities. Not good, you know, against Miami when it comes to Florida, not the Florida State. Uh, disappointing. Disappointing offensive production, and the floodgates opened a little bit against Atlanta. Um, the goaltending certainly hitting a little bit of a wall here. The defense and the turnovers especially killing the Wild tonight in the Philadelphia game. Um, as they continue to bounce around, a very exciting victory against Tampa Bay, a 4-1 to win Sunday the 14th to come home against the Anaheim Ducks and win a very close, uh, tight-fought game, 2-1 to one in a shootout against the Anaheim Ducks, and then a very exciting overtime victory over the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit. Very exciting indeed, 4-3 to three for the Wild. Again, as mentioned, in overtime, 
Andy Meehan and netting that one. That was uh, very exciting indeed. Then the Wild come home to play against the New York Rangers and get destroyed by Marion Gabrick's club. Derek Bugard as well. Gabrick's first appearance in XL Energy Center as a visitor because, of course, last year he was injured. Yes, he was. Oh, imagine that, right? <sighs> a 5-2 to two loss for the Wild. Wild have had a lot of success against the New York Rangers over the years, and they did not have it on this particular game at all. Oh, man. Mm. Matt Cullen finally scoring a, his fourth goal of the year because he's mentioned a hot start, but it cooled off a bit, unfortunately. Marion Gabrick, though, not a factor in the goal scoring, though he did assist on one of the goals early. He assisted on the third goal for the New York Rangers, and they took a 3 nothing lead with a minute left in the second period. The Rangers opened the floodgates in that second period. In, a, in about a nine-minute stretch, they took a 3 nothing lead after a 0-0 start about halfway through the game. That was awfully frustrating in a big way. Just the, the goaltending for Nicholas Baxter really downhill at this point the past few games here. Definitely a frustration, and that's where the Wild are suddenly in trouble because the goaltending was the backbone of this club all season. Last year, the goaltending was not nearly as good. In fact, Backstrom had his worst year uh, in, with, with the Wild last year by far, and thus far, we had a disappointing season. Yes, we did in a big way. Um, the Wild got three days off against the New York Rangers, enough time to stew, stay at home this whole time, come home against the Philadelphia Flyers. You think we're going to kick their butts because we always beat the Flyers, right? We've had a lot of success against them. And again, a 6-1 to one loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. And you just wonder what the heck happened here. A lot of fluky goals. The first, really, the first three goals of the game were completely fluky. Not really on Backstrom at all. Uh, turnovers. Uh, the first goal of the game, actually, was slid under Backstrom. It just slid under him. He didn't know where the puck was. And when he moved, the puck went over the line. That was awfully frustrating. Um, another part the third goal of the game the puck just literally bounced <laughs> bounced over him that was ridiculous or bounced under him I should say uh, just happened to bounce right where the Philadelphia Flyers were able to put it in that was awfully frustrating indeed and uh, pretty much the whole game though after that was pretty much turnovers shorthanded goals allowed the Philadelphia Flyers have six shorthanded goals on the year now that leads the entire National Hockey League and uh, this game was just uh, certainly not what the doctor ordered at all in any stretch of the imagination. Yep. Andreas Nodel, I should say, uh, that was uh, definitely a disappointment. That's a familiar name to all of us here in that uh, in this area. That followed the WCHA, of course. He played for the uh, St. Cloud State Huskies. <laughs> my least favorite team in the WCHA, that's for darn sure. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan, though, remember how I said it was 6-1, to one, right? Well, Patrick O'Sullivan was the man that scored, and that was pretty cool. Made it a 2-1 to one game at the time. Brent Burns and John Madden assisting on that one. It was actually a pretty nifty play. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan had numerous opportunities early. He could not hold on to the puck. Uh, several times the puck was just poked, you know, the poke checks. Poked right off his stick several times. Early on, it's like, dude, if you can hang on to the puck, you might have a chance to do something here. And the funny part about Patrick O'Sullivan is, yeah, he might be the best goal scorer on the roster. And uh, I kid you not, folks. I kid you not. Patrick O'Sullivan may be the best goal scorer 
on the roster. Holy crap, Batman! That's uh, pretty sad. That's pretty weird. A guy you claimed off waivers is your best goal scorer. Well, Patrick O'Sullivan is a talented guy. I mean, he was taken very high in the second round. A lot of people thought that the year the Wild took Brent Burns, that Patrick O'Sullivan should have been the first pick, and Brent Burns should have been the second round pick. <laughs> and it would have probably worked out either way. That Burns may have slipped that far. It's a very big possibility. As Burns was actually taken as a forward at the time. Burns isn't that kind of a scorer. You take him in the first round as a forward. As a defenseman, oh my God, you take him in the top ten. Woo! But uh, yeah, luckily that things worked out that way as time wore on. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan, just, it's crazy to have him back in this team. And of course, the man that was in the same draft back in good old 03, <laughs> Patrick O'Sullivan and Brent Burns team up on that goal. It's like, how fitting is that? Patrick O'Sullivan's first game as a member of the Minnesota Wild finally gets to play for this team, you know, rather than in the Houston, Houston Arrows and Juniors and all that. And he scores a goal, despite the fact he was a little bit all over the place, as I mentioned. Uh, could not finish on another play. He had a one-on-one with rookie Bob Rovaski. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Very good goalie. Very good rookie goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers. Of course, both the Flyers and the Blackhawks. Yeah, jettisoned their goalies after going to the Stanley Cup Finals last year, which is crazy, but that's how it goes. <laughs> that's that's the business of this game, folks. It sure is. Um, yikes. But... Uh, if Patrick O'Sullivan can kind of keep his composure, get back in control, this guy is a very good player. Remember, he had 53 points at the LA Kings a few years ago, a 20-point or 20-goal season as well in that year. The guy clearly does have the talent, and I'm very happy to see Chuck Fletcher claiming him off waivers. And uh, hey, we need him. Lots of dresses out till God knows when. At least, well, until at least three months. And uh, Pierre-Marc Bouchard may never skate, uh, skate for the Wild again. And on a team that needs a goal scorer one way or another, <laughs> as long as he doesn't turn the puck over too much, Patrick O'Sullivan uh, is a welcome addition to this team. He played 16 minutes. He was picked up just yesterday. played 16 minutes in tonight's game and was a plus one in a night when virtually everybody was minus two or minus three in this game with a few exceptions. Cal Clutterbeck being one of them, and Nick Schultz, because those two guys are just defensive studs. Gotta love them. Uh, happy that Clayton Stoner is skating with this club as well. And they, uh, obviously, the NHL level. Very nice indeed. It was a very, uh, very good game. Not. <laughs> no, it was very nice to see that Patrick O'Sullivan went out there and <laughs> and played. That was the one positive you came out of this game. The rest of it, it was not a good game at all. In fact, no, it really wasn't. So with that, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to get into Patrick O'Sullivan, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the Houston Arrows right after this. Brave the Wild, episode number 45, which is a reminder for iPod users, 
and Microsoft Zune and all that good stuff, other MB3 players. Thanks again for joining the show once again. Well, Patrick O'Sullivan, I mean, he, <laughs> hey, I guess he's the story of the night right now, especially this particular night. He's the only guy that could score, as I already said. Um, his comments about returning to the Minnesota Wild, it'll be a fresh start for me. At this point, it's a good thing. <laughs> That's for sure. Chuck Fletcher chimes in. He says he has scored goals everywhere. He has played, said Fletcher, who said Sullivan will play Wednesday against Philadelphia. That's, of course, tonight. Yep, we got to play right off the gate. Uh, he's a player who is still young, can skate, handle the puck, and shoot the puck. Right now, it seems like a real logical fit for our team. Patrick scored 20 goals in the NHL before, nearly 50 in the American League. That's the AHL, of course. I don't see any risk in picking him up. To me, there is a risk in not picking him up. You let a skill guy like that go by you. It's difficult to find that type of skill in your system. We felt he's way ahead of anybody we have in Houston right now. Oh my, is that an understatement? Is that, boy, when I get to Houston. <laughs> yep, it's a low-risk move for a wild team. Currently second to last in the league in scoring 2.42 goals per game. Oh my God. O'Sullivan is in the final year of a contract that pays him 600000 in the NHL and 105 in the minors. The Wild sees O'Sullivan, who shoots from the left, as being able to play either wing position. Where will he play? Coach Todd Richards, Coach Todd Richards wouldn't say for sure until meeting with O'Sullivan, who was scheduled to arrive Tuesday night, but Richards said O'Sullivan likely will play with Martin Havlat on the second power play team. Richard said he sees O'Sullivan fitting in with one of the top two lines. There would appear to be a good chance he would skate on a line with Matt Cullen. For O'Sullivan, it's a much-needed chance. With Carolina, it wasn't working out. I'm excited to go somewhere we'll have an opportunity. Anytime you go somewhere new, there is something to prove. New people to impress. But I think I've played enough games where everybody knows the type of player I am, what I'm capable of. It's up to me to get back to that higher level, as meanwhile, Latandres' season is put on hold after appearing in only eight games. Fletcher said he didn't know when hip, the hip injury occurred. Yep, might have been earlier. Very, very frustrating indeed. Um, O'Sullivan continues, I know what I can do, just getting that opportunity to give I'm excited to get out there. It's pretty cool going back to the team that drafted you. It's kind of a neat story. I hope it works out. And uh, that's the funny part right now. Call me crazy, but I don't see any reason, at least for the time being, why it shouldn't work out. Um, that's funny. I mean, you claim a guy off waivers and he's already going to play in your top two lines. That tells you something. That tells you that he's probably better than some people may have uh, rated him as. Of course, in Carolina, they put him on the fourth line because of the they have some nice young prospects there, and they'd rather give them playing time than uh, or time on ice per se than uh, Patrick O'Sullivan. So it's just, I guess that's the way it stands with them. Uh, Edmonton lost him via free agency. Phoenix traded him to Edmonton. Uh, LA traded him to Phoenix. It just got kind of crazy. Yeah, he's been a little bit of a journeyman, but really, I think the guy deserves the chance to play, and on this roster, on this roster, when Cal Clutterbuck is your leading goal scorer, and your second leading goal scorer is a defenseman, yeah, he's Brent Burns, but it's a defenseman, I mean, come on, 
And there's your next best scorer has got four goals. What is it? Andy Miantin and uh, Cal, uh, Matt Cullen, guys like that, and Koivu. You know, you need, you need some goal scoring. And uh, guess what, folks? <laughs> Patrick O'Sullivan is already one-seventh on his way there to leading the team in goal scoring, at least. Entertaining thought, but fact. Yeah, a fact. That's the funny part. So as we go to Houston, boy, what an understatement by Chuck Fletcher by saying, well, he's got more skill than anybody in the system right now. Well, yeah, Gerald Palmer is just a career minor leaguer with four goals, 13 points in 18 games. Dio Salvatore, another career minor leaguer, Massimo Norio. Those are your three leading scorers in the minor leagues, all of them significantly uh, not very productive numbers. 21 games, only 13 points, 12, 12 points in 21 games. Carson McMillan, I've never heard of him either. Another career minor leaguer, Robbie Earl. He's a career minor leaguer. We have heard of him. Uh, a, he, he's a nice, quirky fourth-line player in the NHL, but that's all he really is. He'll, he'll get some some goals here and there. Marco Scandella is the real deal. Nine points at 15 games in Houston. Unfortunately, he's back in Houston as the Wild continue to send him down and call him back up. Peter Kalis continuing to rot in the minors, and I think that's where he's going to be for all eternity. That or Europe, because he's only got eight points in 21 games, though. Six of those points are goals. That's that's the encouraging part. Um, Cody Allman not really taking that step up that a lot of us thought he was going to. Colton Gillies, sure the heck not, with only six points in 15 games. That Cody Allman with seven points in 19. Just not much. The, 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 the cupboard is still bare over in Houston. I mean, i got to say... Uh, Cody Almond, I thought I really thought there was going to be more coming from from him, and uh, I'm just it, we're not seeing it. The Wild just does not have anybody right now that just say, "Oh my, this guy is going to boy, I can't wait till he gets up to the NHL level." Other than Marco Scandella, we'll say, but yeah, other than Marco Scandella, there really isn't anybody skating wise that is that uh, you don't really see him coming up to the NHL level. And oh my God, this guy is just going to tear it up. Uh, a lot of us, the last time we really felt that way was when Miko Koivu was over in Europe. We just could not wait for Miko Koivu to start skating for this club because he is going to be a, a wonderful player. And yes, he is. He's not a dominant player, but he's a piece, a very gigantic piece to any team in the NHL. Yes, he is. Uh, he's a top three player on any team in the NHL pretty much for the most part because of his two-way abilities and his leadership skills. Um, but not in the goal-scoring not the goal scoring. I mean, not every top three player on your team is going to be a goal scorer. That's just the way it is. Usually one or two guys are major goal scorers. The Wild do not have one do not have one goal scorer. They have zero, unfortunately. And in the minor leagues, there is no sign of that to this day. We hope that draft pick that uh, the Wild took in the first round will be that guy. Another big kind of style type, or more of a skill type of guy, I should say. Uh, we'll see. Golden Gillies is just an oversized nothing right now. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know what Colton Gillies is going to do in the NHL. We have seen no signs of uh, much life when it comes to him. Anton Hudobin has nice numbers in the minor leagues, but at the NHL level, they don't really see him making it because he's too small. Matt Hackett just got to the Minnesota Wild, of course, via the draft, though he's already in Houston, or the Wild, the uh, you know the pro level. Uh, he's already in Houston, though, and uh, that's the encouraging part. He's 4-4 four and four on the year, 2.82 goals against average, about about 91% for the save percentage. 
Nothing spectacular, but still not bad that he's in the AHL level right away from the draft. That's the encouraging sign. So we will see how that, how that goes. Maybe the backup goalie of the future, maybe eventually the starter, depending on how Nicholas Backstrom goes and, of course, how well Matt Hackett develops. The goalies take eons to develop. I mean, it took about five years for Josh Harding to see the NHL level, and uh, he's not a professional, or he's not a starter, excuse me, uh, for the most part. He'd be a spot starter like a Manny Fernandez at the peak of his career, in my humble opinion. So that pretty much should conclude episode number 45 of Brave the Wild. I do thank you for joining me. Uh, well, I'm going to try to keep up with this as best I can. No guarantees, uh, though i got to think there's a good chance maybe every week, every two weeks or so, we'll have a show up. Um, probably not every single week, but I'm going to try my best to do that, depending on how the schedule goes. Uh, we'll see how it We'll see how it goes. I hope all of you did enjoy what I was able to bring to you tonight. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. I believe your Thanksgiving is probably already is probably already done by the time this got out. But uh, hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll get back to you hopefully sooner than later. <laughs>